Welcome to Career Tools. This week, task management and the high D. This cast answers the following questions. Why do I need to include others in my tasks? How can I be more successful in getting tasks done? How can I get people to do their tasks? If your knowledge of desk, high D's, I's, S's and C's, the perfectionists, the Attila, the Huns, the marketers, the team players, if that has helped you become more effective at work, you'll want to seriously consider coming to our Effective Communications Conference. We set the basics of DISC in an hour or so, and then we spend the rest of the day teaching you how finally to communicate effectively, which is to pay attention to what your listener does and communicate in a way that makes sense to them. At the end of the day, you'll be able to read someone in a conversation, determine their major DISC tendency, and then based on that, make some changes in how you deliver to improve the chances that you get harmony and congruence and collaboration and not drama conflict, and tension. Come see us. So Danny, we're going to talk about task management today, and we're starting a series. We're going to cover task management for each of the DISC styles, D-I-S and C. And if people don't know what DISC is, there are tons of podcasts about them on our website. So go find those if you need to know what more detail about what it is before you listen to this. But basically, DISC is a way of looking at people's behavior and then understanding kind of which style they have and how you can work better with them. And high Ds are task focused and assertive. So they tend to be people who have a list and they expect you to do their list and they expect you to have done your tasks when you said you were going to do them because that's what they do. And they can be quite aggressive about it and I'm speaking as a high D so two high D's <laughs> all of this was written for me <laughs> when I first saw the title uh Wendy of the of the cast before I I read the show notes task management on and the high D I thought it was going to be telling high D's here's how to manage task better which it kind of is they right? don't need that <laughs> but I was thinking they don't really need that they do pretty well at managing tasks <laughs> yeah and the whole series is going to be for each of the of the profiles is going to be here are ways to approach task management that are maybe different than how you normally would so that you can be better at it. Exactly. Right. So, yeah, we, we know you, Heidi, is listening. We know that you're you're pretty darn good at managing tasks, um, but we're going to give you some hints on maybe some potential blind spots that you might have, which we also have because we're both IDs too. Absolutely. I learned all of this the hard way. <laughs> so we're going to talk about including other people. We're going to say, don't send lists. And we're saying you can be the keeper of the list. But we'll start with including other people. And task management is one of the D's special skills. There was a TV program, I think there still is, in the UK, a really long-running long program, and it's a quiz and the first part of the quiz is people's specialist subjects. And they have things like, I don't know, the gravestones in this particular cemetery or Pride and Prejudice. And they know everything. You know, there's there's a bit that says, you know, what is the character that appears on in this chapter and does this thing? And that person is only there for three pages. And the people are so deep in the knowledge that they can answer that question. So task management is, and they call that the the specialist subject and high D's their task management is their specialist subject if you give a high D a project you'll have a list and three items done by the end of the day D's 
like C's are task focused, but they're also assertive. So a list is fine, but there's no point in a list if you're not actually doing the things on the list for a high D. In fact, the whole D thing could stand for done because that's all the emails they send you. Done that, done that, done that. That's Heidi's favorite word. Exactly. <laughs> Unfortunately, though, our weakness as Heidi's is that often we think we can get it done faster and better than other people. This is one of the main concerns that we hear from managers, Wendy, at our Effective Manager Conference about delegation. Mm -hmm. When I ask them, hey, why aren't you delegating more? And because so many of them are high Ds, they'll say, well, I can just do it better and faster than my people can. So I might mm -hmm. as well just do it. <laughs> right? They, exactly. High Ds think, why would I include somebody else if I can get it done and I can do it done well? I can do it. I can do a good job and it'll get done faster if I just do it myself. Often if two people are assigned a task together and one of them is a high D, the high D will say to their colleague, don't worry about it. I got it. And you know what? I'll just do it. And then we'll both say we did it <laughs> because they just like to get stuff done. They like checking stuff off the list. And if careers were only about the results that you deliver, high Ds would win every time. And actually, this is why a lot of high Ds get promoted because they're great at getting stuff done. Yeah. But unfortunately for us, uh, results are only half of the success package, I guess. So results and relationships, you have to have both. And the higher you go, the more relationships matter. Yes. And so if you're an individual contributor and you're thinking, I don't care about other people, which is exactly what I thought when I was an individual contributor, you're going to have to learn relationships if you want to get to where you want to get to. So we work in organizations full of people. And so including those people is part of your success. And it doesn't matter if you've been told to include someone, like you were given a task and it was with someone else, or not if you were just given the task and it's just yours. But if it will affect other people, you need to include those people too. And everything affects someone else. Otherwise, you wouldn't be doing it in an organization, right? You, if you, Even if you're... If you're running experiments as a scientist, those experiments, you're doing them for a reason, right? It's, it's to um, work out what drug will be needed and the company needs to know how that drug is going to work and how much they're going to be able to sell it for and how long it's going to take you to get results. And that's all other people in the organization. If a high D was going to build a house, we'd find the land, front the purchase price, build the house, and then turn, tell the owners <laughs> it's there it's and done. send them a bill. Move in. Right? <laughs> yeah. And you can imagine that if you did that and, and you were the owner, you'd be really upset because the Ds decided everything according to their own preferences. You'll be fine. You'll like this yeah. color on the walls. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you need that many bedrooms or you don't need that many bedrooms. <laughs> yeah. And why wouldn't we put the bedrooms exactly next to next to the wall of the outside of the house that goes past the road? You know, it was convenient. So we have to include other people. So here's a list of some of the people we have to include, uh, starting with your team. So you might not think it. You probably don't think it. <laughs> but the rest of your team is actually as smart as you. And they have different skills from you and they're still useful. And they wouldn't have a job if they weren't smart and useful. If they were a dead weight, even if you think they're a dead weight, if they were, they wouldn't be working there. I had a manager once who 
I was very young in my defense. I had a manager who I was completely, I used to call her an airhead because she literally had nothing between her ears. And yet, <laughs> and yet, she was my manager, right? She must have had something. There was a reason. Yeah. <laughs> Even though I was completely disdainful. The other profiles in DISC, they all have strengths and weaknesses, just, mm-hmm. just like the high D does, right? High D is great at getting stuff done. Um, unfortunately, our weaknesses, we're not great at including people. And the rest of the people on your team, they have strengths and weaknesses too. And their strengths paired with your, I mean, that's the whole reason we say this all the time, right, Wendy? This is the whole reason why organizations exist. Organizations exist to maximize all of our individual strengths, which then helps to minimize all of our individual strengths. Because if I'm really strong in an area and you're really strong in a different area that is one of my weaknesses, my weakness doesn't hurt the organization because your strength compensates for Mm -hmm. it. Um, And so high eyes, for example, high eyes are great at working with people and they have a big network. And so they, they can be a great resource for you to help you find other people to um, review your work, to say, hey, take a look at this and let us know what you think. Because they, they know everybody and everybody likes them. So they have a bunch of friends who own favors. Yeah. <laughs> so you can tap into that high eyes network um, to get uh, some feedback on your work before you launch it or, or share it with the rest of, of the organization or your boss or whoever. Uh, high C's are great at details and, and accuracy. So again, they can be a great resource for you to say, hey, take a look at this and make sure it's all correct. Make sure I haven't missed anything. Um, high D's, we have a tendency to go fast, kind of speed above all else. And so often we sacrifice as high D's quality for speed, uh, which means there's probably going to be some stuff that's not as good as it could be. And the high C can pick that out. High S's, they're going to just help uh, help you tone it down when, when you're being a little bit of a bull in a china shop. They can remind you that there actually are other people and they have feelings. And uh, high S's are great at repairing the relationships that mm-hmm. we as high D's often kind of damage. When I was a first manager, Wendy, I had somebody on my team who was a high S. All the rest of my team were D's and I's. And she was so valuable because where I was just looking at, hey, we need to do this because it's right for the organization and let's just go and, and implement it. Whenever I would do that, she would say, you know, Danny, have you talked? Have you talked with the people out in the field? Because I'm not sure they're going to be on board with this. And she had such great relationships that she had been talking to them and she already knew what their concerns were. Mm-hmm. And my tendency was to be like, I don't care. They just need to get over it, yeah. which is not effective, right? When they're the ones who are actually going to be implementing that, that new uh, process or that, that new initiative. And she would just be a reminder that I need to slow down. It's okay. Maybe I just, you know, an extra week or two wasn't going to be a big deal to talk to those people. And so all of these, these different folks on your team can, can really help fill in kind of your gaps and your weaknesses. And, and guys, we all have them. We all have weaknesses. Next one, include your boss. This guy seems like a no-brainer. <laughs> yeah, you'd think, right? I can't count how many times I fall victim to this. 
Yeah, me too. We Sometimes we don't even like to admit we have a boss. <laughs> yeah. We kind of think we know what's best. We know what needs to be done. Boss be damned, right? I don't why I don't even know why that person's my boss. I'm I'm better at this than they are. But look, if your boss is giving you a task, it means she knows you're going to get it done, right? I mean, she knows you're going to do it correctly. And the Heidi's like, yeah, so just let me do it. <laughs> you gave me this job. Just let me go and do it. And while all of that's true and that all that's accurate, that doesn't mean that your boss doesn't want to talk to you until it's all done. That doesn't mean your boss doesn't want to know how it's going, doesn't want updates, doesn't want status, doesn't want uh, to hear from you until it's done. She does. Even if she's a high D, right, Wendy? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And if you want it to be a success and not waste your work, check in to make sure you're on the right track. And like I said, I don't know how many times I fall victim to this. And I do something and I'm finished. And then the person says, hey, that's not what I wanted. And it's not their fault or my fault. It's a kind of, it's a, you've got to get something out of someone else's head into your head. And you're describing something that doesn't exist yet. And, and it's hard to do that communication for anyone, for any profile. But Heidi tends to go, okay, I'm doing it the way I want to do it or the way, the way I would want it done be done with it and then you go back to your boss and they're like no that's not what I wanted and then I have to start over on work that in my mind is done and then I'm frustrated because I'm redoing work and your boss is frustrated too <laughs> yeah absolutely so if there's a if there's something that happens to you that you do work and then your boss says that's not what I wanted this is where you're failing you need to include your boss as you go through the project so the next one is include your customers so you don't want to be like the high D who builds the house without telling the owners. <laughs> like, again, this is something that happens when you think you know best, which you do, but other people want it their way, which may be suboptimal, <laughs> but that's it's still what they want. And so you have to do it that way. And if you finish something and then been told that it's not wanted or it's not needed, that's the same issue. You haven't included your customers. And and in some scenarios, your boss is your customer. And so in other scenarios, other people in the organization or outside of the organization are your customers. But again, you have to include them as you go along and you have to actually listen to what they're telling you, even if you think you know best. I'm totally going to mangle it, but there's a famous Steve Jobs quote that says something like, customer doesn't know what they want. It's our job to tell them. Mm -hmm. And if you're Steve Jobs... Yeah, I can totally get behind that. <laughs> if you are as brilliant uh, as he was, then cool. Uh, but he was pretty unique. Um, th that type of of uh, brilliance doesn't come all along in all of us. I know it's not in me. So for the rest of us, we need to talk to our. You need to talk to your customer and make sure: is this what you're wanting? Is this what you're asking for? Mm -hmm. So the second point on our outline was don't send lists. And I know you have a list and it has other people's names for the things that you need from them in order to do your tasks. And so the first inclination is, I know, I'll just send them the list and I'll tell them when I want it done by and that'll be fine because they'll get the list, they'll add it to their list, they'll prioritize it by date and they'll get the things done, which is fine if you're sending it to a ID, but if you're sending it to anyone else, that list isn't going to get done. And 
in my mind, I love checking things off. I'm like, I've done that, I've done that, <laughs> I've done that. This is good. But that's not how everyone feels about work or how they get their rewards in work. You know, high I's and high S's get rewards by connecting with people. And they'll put that above doing tasks. High C's put uh, the value on accuracy. Their reward is to see something that's perfect. And that might not meet your deadline. So the other people have different intrinsic rewards than you, and therefore they're going to treat that list differently. And I hear this a lot from Heidi's, um, particularly in, in past roles when, when I was managing larger teams. When your boss asked you about your work and you say to your boss, well, I sent them the list or, <laughs> well, I told them what to do. I can't help it if they don't do it. That is, that is not, that's not a good defense uh, for why something is not done. You're not responsible for sending lists. You are responsible for producing results. And sending a list, list is, not, is not a result. Uh, so if you want another person to do something for you on that list, the best way is to talk to them. At least at the beginning, I think particularly at the beginning, right, Wendy? Because mm -hmm. um, beginnings can be very sensitive. And it's better if we can talk and make sure we're all on the same page from the beginning rather than talking once there's a problem, because at that point, people are already stressed because there's a problem. So let's talk at the beginning. Let's say you're working on a project and you need IT to add users to a database. Before you need that done, go and talk to the person who can do it for you. Um, and you might not always be able to see them face to face. We get that. We know a lot of you are like us and that you don't work in the same location. You're not co-located. But a phone call, it's not ideal, but it's a lot better than an email that says, hey, I need you to add these people to this database. Picking up the phone or going and seeing the person, talk to them, here's what I'm trying to accomplish, here's why I'm trying to accomplish it, here's the purpose, uh, and here's where I need your help, will make it go a lot smoother. Yeah. And you want to think about not just what you want, but what you can do to make the task easier for them so that they'll do the task more quickly for you. For instance, if you're trying to add users to a database, what user information do they need? What format should it be in? Where do you send it? What should you do with the stragglers who don't get in the first batch? And what is the anticipated turnaround is an important question. So you're trying to make what you give to someone as close to what they need as they can so that the task is easier for them and therefore quicker for you. But also you want to know, how long do you think this is going to take? Is it a week? Is it a month? Is it an hour? Is it five days? You know, because one, you'll be able to tell other people when they say, hey, why isn't this done yet? Instead of saying, well, I sent them a list, you'll be able to say, well, I sent the list on this day and they told me it would take roughly five days to do. So you prevent other people being frustrated and you also prevent yourself from being frustrated because you don't know what someone else's list of things to do looks like. You don't know what their priorities are. You don't know what's important to them. And just because this thing is the most important thing to you, it doesn't mean it's the most important thing to someone else. So even if you think, well, I don't understand, it, it can't take more than an hour to do that. Why are they making me wait? Well, if you know how long they're going to take, then you don't get into that spiral of thoughts and being frustrated. And if you're like me, when you're frustrated, you don't communicate well. You communicate that frustration and that does not help. It does not help. It does not. One of my favorite uh, quotes from Dale Carnegie is, if you first give other people what they want, then they're more likely to give you what you want. 
And as high Ds, what do we want? We want stuff done. We want, mm-hmm. we want to check it off the list. So if I want these, these people added to the database, I want to mark that done. Done, people are added to the database. If I need another person to help me with that, in order to get them to give me what I want, which is people added to the database, then I need to start by giving them what they want, which is they probably want it in a certain format, right? They probably want it sent to them a certain way. Um, and they certainly probably do not want me you know, pinging them every two hours. Do you have it done yet? Do you have it done yet? <laughs> Did you get my email? <laughs> Yeah, and and what, if you have that conversation up front, say a week or two weeks ahead of time, and then you're about to send the list, then call them and say, hey, I'm about to send you this list. I've done this, this, and this. Is that what you needed? Just to make sure um, and let them know it's coming and, you know, check that the turnaround time is still the same and tell them to call you with questions. And again, people should read your mind because you're a high D and having phone calls with questions is really annoying, but you'll find you get what you want faster and it'll be done the way you want it because you've made it so much easier for someone else. Cool. So we don't send the list, but we still keep the list. So this is our last recommendation. Um, we're not telling you ditch the list. Heidi's are great task managers. We love lists. Give me a list. I'll get it done. We kind of dig, I think, a little bit, Wendy, being in control of the list. Mm-hmm. Right? Like We like that feeling of this is the list and I'm the owner of it. And I remember when I first became a manager, my first thought was, yay, now people will do what I tell them. <laughs> Like, now I just get to tell How people long did that last? about two seconds, <laughs> um, you know, go do this and they'll go do it. Surprisingly, they didn't. Um, but look, Heidi's, if you use that list to beat everybody up, um, to just issue orders and then kind of wag your finger at them when they don't get their stuff done or, or report in to the boss and say, you know, I sent them the list and they didn't do it, then the list is going to get taken away from you. <laughs> Yes, you will be punished. <laughs> and you will, you want the list. You want, right? We like to be kind of in, in that leadership role of, of managing it. So being the keeper of the list is something that you want, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you're the enforcer of the list. Your role when you're the one controlling the list, when you're kind of responsible for the list, means that you're responsible for enabling other people to get their things done. Um, It doesn't mean making people do stuff and then yelling at them when they don't. It's about finding out what do they need help with and how can you help them with that, right? Again, back to the database. What format do they want it in? Um, How much time do they need? This can be as much fun as actually getting the tasks done. It's a little bit... I think so. It's a real problem solving Yeah, I was going to say, it's it's kind of like you get to be a detective a little bit, right? Mm Mm-hmm trying to figure out what's going on and who needs help and where do they need help and how to get that help for them. Yeah. And if you have something, a task and, you know, somebody isn't getting it done, Stephen hasn't done his task. And now, now you have a problem to solve and not a problem in a sense of a bad thing, but how can you help Stephen be as efficient and effective as you? So has he got too much to do? Who can you find to help him? Does he not understand what he's supposed to be doing? Can you find, can you explain it or can you find someone else to explain it? Has he forgotten it? You know, you can remind him without being uh, the Spanish Inquisition or something. You can remind people generally, hey, I see this task. It's coming up for being due. 
Are you in control of it? Do you need any help? What can I do to make it work for you? Is the task too big? Often people have things that are that grow and the task becomes too big because they can't see the next action. And so can you make break that task down for them? And that's again something that Heidi's are really good at. And so there's places where you can impart your knowledge. You can share the tips and tricks you know. If you do some of this, uh, for me, I once I changed my mindset and I put my mindset in, how can I help other people get done what I want them to get done? I found that much as much fun as being the keeper of the list and checking things off. And this is, I think, Wendy, the secret bonus in this one, because mm-hmm. I've noticed this with you and you are so good at this. If you do this, Heidi's, you're doing it thinking, this is good. This is going to help me get my work done. Oh, yeah. But the other person, let me tell you from the flip side, because Wendy does this, you do this with me all the time, Wendy. <laughs> the experience that the other person is having is, oh, Wendy is so nice. Look, she's trying to help me solve my problems. I really like her. She's such a good person. She's so nice. She's so helpful. And it's like magic. The Heidi is like, this is helping me get work done. And the other person is like, oh, you're so nice. You're such a good person. You care about me. Which, of course, the Heidi (laughs) doesn't. (laughs) I'm being, I'm being joking a little bit. Um, Right. But it's, it's great because you get what you want and you're actually building relationships at the same time, which is not something that Heidi's were not naturally great at. We're not naturally Mm -hmm. good relationship builders. I mean, I got to tell you, Wendy, you're so good at this. I remember one time, calling you and I was super frustrated. I'd been on the road for like, I don't know, 10 weeks. And I was like, my house is dirty and I have no, my, all my clothes. I haven't been to the dry cleaner. And by the end of the day, you had sent me like, here are 10 websites that can help you get your stuff done. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, Wendy, she, she hearts me. She loves me so much. And I'm guessing you were thinking like, Danny, you got to get some stuff done. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This is how I get stuff done when I don't have time. Yeah. I have a service that makes phone calls for me. Here's that service. And all I saw was like smiles and my friend Wendy helping me. <laughs> and Wendy's yeah. like, here, go get your work done. <laughs> yeah. yeah, reduce some of the stress. This is literally the, the turning point. I will not tell the story of my turning point from a high D into someone who people imagine is not a high D because it's really embarrassing on my side. But it ended up with a dressing down from my manager and I really didn't care about the dressing down, but she made me do the task the way someone else thought it should be done. And I had been arguing for doing it my way. And she said, no, it's not worth damaging the relationship. You're being childish do it his way. And I was so annoyed that I had to do it his way. I was like, okay, I'm going to find a way for me to get my own way every single time. (laughs) And the way to get my own way was to help other people and kind of meet them in the middle and say, okay, sometimes I'll do it your way. And sometimes I'm going to help you do it my way. And it literally was totally selfish in the same situation as Danny. It was selfish because I know a bunch of answers. I This is how I run my life. This is how the services that I use, and I know they'll help you. But it comes across as caring, and it also, with time, began to be more real. So when Nanny had that situation, I did feel for her. I did care about her. I did send the email because I wanted to help her. 
And I don't think that that's the way I felt originally. So it's one of those things you act into the way you feel. I recommend trying it at least and seeing if you get different results. You get to teach everyone how to be as good as you, which is a lot of fun. And it does require patience and it does require holding your tongue sometimes. But in the future, they'll be better and you can go even faster. And they'll think you're awesome because you care about them and are willing to help them. It's amazing. You get that people thing by magic. So in summary, Heidi's, we're awesome at task management. Well, we're awesome. We're just awesome, period. But we're particularly awesome at task management. Our biggest strength is getting stuff done. In fact, I recently said to somebody, the best way to get me to do something is tell me I can't. Because then I'll do it just to prove you wrong. Most of the time, our tasks are going to include other people. And other people can also be awesome at getting stuff done in a different way than you. Um, But having those other people help you get stuff done, that's a win-win. Yeah, absolutely. That's probably going to be the way the customer wants it or your boss wants it. And so just because that's the way you would do it isn't the way somebody else wants it. And so you get stuff done and you get to make other people happy. Yes, which is the secret results and relationships. Awesome. Thanks, Wendy. Thanks. Bye, everyone. Thanks, everyone. Come back next week. If you enjoyed this podcast and you want the how-tos of management wherever you are, check out the free Manager Tools mobile app. It's available on both iOS and Android devices. Go to the Apple Store or the Google Play Store and download the Manager Tools app. Just search for Manager Tools in the respective store or go to the Manager Tools website, www.manager-tools.com, and you'll find the links on the bottom of the homepage. Once you've installed the Manager Tools app, you'll have access to all the Manager Tools and Career Tools shows anytime, anywhere you want. With easy searching of podcasts by category, using the map of the universe, or using built-in search functions, it couldn't be easier. Additionally, if you're a Manager Tools personal licensee, you'll have easy access to all the show notes right from the app whenever you want. Go to the App Store and download the Manager Tools mobile app. You'll be happy you did. Thank you.